Listen. Welcome to the Dotcast from Nine Dots, the online learning community for wedding photographers. If you want to find out about our online training content or our annual conference in London, the Nine Dots Gathering, head over to nine-dots.co. Welcome one and all to this episode of the Dotcast. I'm Adam Johnson, one of the co-founders of Nine Dots, along with Andy Gaines and Rahul Kona. In this series of Dotcast episodes, I'm chatting to some of the photographers from in and around the amazing Nine Dots community about their work and businesses. And in today's episode, I caught up with El Co and Ben Winnington, who go by the brand Winnington & Co. They're based just outside of Birmingham here in the UK. El and Ben are a couple. She studied photography at uni and hated it, while he was and still is a successful musician with his band Max Raptor. Somehow, and I will ask them about this during the episode, this led them to weddings, where Elle is a photographer and Ben is a videographer. Their work also led them to winning the Best Newcomer title at the Wedding Industry Awards in 2019, which we'll talk about during the episode. Look out also for Ben describing himself as a broad-shouldered armadillo, and why. Any comments or suggestions for the Dotcast, or if you want to ask a question which we'll answer during a future episode, Drop us a message on Instagram or Facebook, just search for Nine Dots, or you can email us hello at nine-dots.co. Enjoy the episode and take it easy. Knowing me, Adam Johnson, knowing you, Ben Winnington and Elko, Hi. aha. <laughs> Hi. You didn't say aha. Oh, you do I it see. Again? No, yeah. oh, we get the reference. Oh, I just, yeah, I, just I didn't get it at the first time. Oh. I was like, oh, okay, that's a weird thing to say. But yeah, no, I understand now. Got it, yeah. yeah. Go for it. No, no, Take I'm not going. I'm, I'm, I decided. Are you that's, not? I decided that's what I'm going to do at the beginning. I'm just going to see how people react, how people react to it, because I'm going to be definitely speaking to people who don't have any clue what I'm talking about when I do that. And then somehow I did, it, but now I understand. I thought that was your kind of comedy as well. I think it's my kind of comedy. I think L takes the piss out of it being my kind of comedy. So there oh, you go. Fair play. I did, did see your smirk when you smirked when I said it. So I, th- I felt like it was it was being appreciated. Yeah, I'm not that much younger than you, mate. <laughs> well, it's nice to have you on the Dotcast, episode, uh, series two of the of the Dotcast. Uh, welcome. Um, first question, have you ever listened to the Dotcast? Yes, yeah. both of us have, yeah. Do you, are you podcast listeners in general? Ben is definitely more than I am. Enormously. Because yeah. I uh, have a thing where I will just fall asleep if I hear people talking. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty, um, not non-stop, but like, yeah, I think they're a, a very, very valuable thing to have around when you've got other stuff to sort of do, like the washing up. Or maybe more important, important stuff. Important stuff, yeah. <laughs> or if Ben does want me to go to sleep on a car journey, mm, yeah, that it, works he well. will literally just put one on and then within two seconds, I'm like... <sighs> I think there's a lot to be said for being able to get in behind stuff a little bit and kind of hear people's creative processes and stuff. So I've enjoyed doing that. Right, let's... Um, I mean, we're here to... This is a wedding photography related podcast and Ben, you're not even a wedding photographer, you're a wedding videographer. Are you happy with that term? Uh... Yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Why would you not be happy with it? I don't know what else there is. What are the other options? Yeah. Well, people these days they call themselves all sorts of things. Film, filmmaker. I have, I have a question for you, actually, mate, because I get caught up with this occasionally. Um, I get called videographer and videographer. Now, I think the latter's fine. Yeah. But I don't get where people get the extra O from. No, it's a funny one, isn't it? Videographer. That, that would make <laughs> us photographers, wasn't it? As well. Well, it's, it's insane. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, my old boss used to call me that, and it used to make me want to spit every time she said it. Video- Videographer. Video- Why are you adding a syllable? Yeah. You've lost it. No. Mate, I've, I don't have the answer, and we haven't. I don't know if we've got long enough to come up with an answer. So but you and I agree. That's important. Yeah, we do. I mean, everybody should agree, because one is wrong and one is correct. 
That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, so, have you always been a videographer, or was have you have you ever been a photographer? Uh, I have never ever felt like a photographer. I think I I second shoot for Elle, but in a way that she sort of sort of shames me afterwards. I get so cross after. Um, yeah, no, I, I first. Who were you a videographer before Elle was a photographer, or was Elle a photographer first? So I went to university to do uh, photography, but absolutely hated it at uni. And then came out and decided to give it a go and kind of learned from there. But Ben sort of dabbled in video, didn't you, when you were on tour? Yeah, I just we didn't have a lot to do. And we were going out in like Germany and Switzerland. And literally we would get somewhere and then have eight hours to do nothing. And we were in these beautiful places. Um, so I just threw a, what was it, a Panasonic on a, on a credit card and took that away with me and sort of learned to do it like that, which is quite good, really, because it teaches you very quickly how not to screw stuff up. So yeah, no, it's good. Um, but no, not a photographer, definitely someone that's better with moving pictures. And no, not really. Cause I find, seem to find that if you, whichever side of the fence you sit on photo or video, you've not really got any, any r- real passion for the other side. Is yeah. That- I think that's, that is weirdly true. I think both of us would agree that there's a fairly strong line between the two of us. Although to be honest, I prefer editing stuff anyway. And so would be happy to just not, go out with the camera. Um, but yeah, I definitely prefer the video stuff. Nice. Yeah, we sometimes help each other out, don't we? So if you have got a job where it's a really big wedding or if they've suggested that they would like two uh, videographers and I'm not doing anything, then I'll go and video with him. But I find it really, I find video really restrictive, whereas Ben finds uh, taking photos really restrictive. And I come away and I'm like, oh, it's really annoying that I can't move quickly with the video camera because I've got this big thing on the end of it and I find that really annoying whereas Ben thinks the opposite and it's really yeah it's really strange the opposite in so much that you like this kind of stillness and more thoughtful approach to making videos than the frantic approach of making pictures yeah I think so I think you like the emotion so you always say that you think that video gets a better emotional reaction at the end of it well I think we uh, we the videography people, videography people are lucky in that they can marry stuff up to music. Um, obviously you guys do it for slideshows and stuff, but I do think the fact that you've got two senses to aim at just makes stuff, it's a bit easier to kind of push the emotional buttons, isn't it? In a long way, you've said yes, that one of you is not passionate about yeah. not photos, the other one's passionate about photos, not videos. But like, why are you a wedding photo and video team? Like why, why did you choose to get into weddings? Uh, yes, Weddings we, chose us. Yeah, I don't think we really, yeah, we didn't really. Um, so uh, when I came out of uni, hated photography. And even though I'd done it for three years, I was like, nah, if I never pick up a camera again, I'll be cool. Like, that's fine by me. And then I just wanted to go into retail management and be really boring because that was all I really knew. Uh, and then had a baby <laughs> during maternity leave. Uh, needed a bit of extra cash and somebody was like oh we've got a school fake coming up can you do some photo booth stuff uh just buy some props and just take some pictures of the kids with like mustaches and stuff so we did that and it was really popular uh and then somebody at the fake was like oh can you come and do a party of mine so we were like oh okay yeah that's fine so the photo booth thing kind of came first and through that we kind of got into the wedding circuit a little bit and then someone who had got us to do their photo booth was like well we can't really afford like a full photographer so can you just take some pictures and so I sort of went okay 
kind of mm, don't really want to but we did and then put those on Facebook and it kind of snowballed so I don't think I really chose it I think it just people just asked for it yeah I think it would be remiss of us not to say that we were doing the booth and kind of realized that the people turning up with just cameras as opposed to a backdrop and a load of props were earning more. Yeah. Like we were hit to that pretty early on. Yeah. It was and almost that like. Definitely was a, a catalyst in the decision, I think. Yeah. We were, we, the photo booth took so much energy and effort and so much lugging of tons of stuff around. And we were like, oh God, we're getting like 200 quid for, or 300 quid for doing this. <laughs> and, it, and it was just like, oh God, this is just so much. I think I think we, work. most of it was because we were dealing with drunk people so much and we kind of yeah. got fed up with that. And particularly as you being female had it worse, I think. Yeah. Not that you sometimes don't get it worse as a photographer, but the booze stuff is specifically aimed at people who are hammered drunk. Who um, want to make fools of themselves, who are just, quite happy to show their bums and their boobs and yada, yada, yada. I don't remember that happening. Yeah, it definitely did. Oh. Jess and Garvey's wedding, we had some bums and boobs. Oh, okay. Let's have a look back through those at some point. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, I think that was the two things that catalyzed the whole thing with pregnancy and then the booth thing uh, versus the actual photography thing. Yeah. And I think you found it pretty enjoyable as well. Yeah, it was really weird because the first wedding that I came back from, I was really nervous and did the wedding and essentially was just having a nervous breakdown the entire day, just like sweating, shaking, really nervous the whole day. And I got home and I was like, oh, they're actually okay. Like they're actually, there's some really nice ones. And I kept on showing Ben the back of my camera, like, look at this one. This one's actually okay. Um, and then, so I kind of, you kind of gain a little bit of faith in yourself, don't you? The more that you do it, you sort of think, oh, I could do this. And so it, that's how- it is an attractive business as well. Like Ben alluded to it before. It's, it is, it is uh, I think anybody that does wedding photography and doesn't say that the business element of it and the ability to earn money from it is a big part of the decision to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you must, you must, you must enjoy it. Like I don't think it's the kind of job you can do, photo or video, if you don't enjoy it in some way. Yeah, I never ever thought I would. And at university, it was almost like the joke. It was like the butt of the joke. Um, You know, everyone was like a really artsy fartsy photographer, and they were like, "Oh, you can do weddings," and it was like it was considered a really nerdy thing to do, and. And actually, having been in the business for a couple of years now, I love it. It's not at all how I perceived it before getting into it at all. Um, and yeah, I yeah, I really enjoy it. And I actually haven't yet got bored of weddings. It's been difficult to get bored of weddings this year. This year, <laughs> yeah, it has. But it, but last year, we had some absolutely amazing yeah, yeah, absolutely. weddings. Mm. We had some really, really good days. And, and I do really enjoy it, yeah. How many, how many do you tend to do together? Where you do where you're doing photo and video at the same wedding? As many as possible. Um, Last year we probably did about fifteen or something like that, I guess. Yeah, it's it's um, there's not very many that I do on my own. No, now no, I think um, we're not obviously not completely unique, but I do think we are able to suggest to people that having people that kind of know each other's sort of machinations for the whole day and to be honest people that can just tell each other to fuck off out of the way if we disagree with each other is probably better than having like a different videographer and photographer stand on ceremony with each other um yeah i think i think i have only worked with two other videographers other than you Mm. and it has been strange yeah because we have like yeah i mean it's not it obviously isn't a significant issue but i i do 
this isn't like sales bullshit. I actually think it does help for the two of us to know the way the other one works. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think you're you're kind of joking apart. I think you're dead right that being able to be like frank with each other and say you're in my way or whatever and not worry about hurting the other one's feelings. Yeah. uh, It's going to be helpful. But do you you find, Elle, that you get booked first for photography and then they ask you for video recommendations and then you recommend Ben? Yeah, 100%. No, it's not even that they are for video recommendations. So we, first of all, try and get them to, you know, book both of us sort of from the offset anyway. Um, And most of the time we'll actually just say, no, we're good. We We just want photo. And then it can be anything from like, up until a month before and they'll ring us and they'll go, Oh, we've got a bit left over in our budget. Can we also have Ben? Like is Ben available as well? Um, so it definitely, definitely comes later down the line in the booking process that they will, they will latch on and they'll ask Ben uh, to do the video as well. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Almost all the time, I would say. An awful lot of it. Yeah. 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 It's much later. And uh, What about you, Ben? What's your enjoyment level of weddings? I think they're wicked in that, um, their testing which i think is good i think that's always a good thing to have in any job where it kind of properly keeps you on your toes um and i've heard it a few times described as the kind of uh, kind of peak amalgamation of photography and that you've got like portraiture you've got product photography and you've got um i suppose some landscape stuff even in there mm. and you know i think the fact that, that applies to the video stuff as well um and it just i think it keeps you fresh and yeah i like that side of it i also uh, without wishing to sound tremendously weird, quite like it knowing that we've managed to get an emotional reaction off the brides. I was going to say knowing that we've made people cry there. Um, but you know what I mean? It's always the end like, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it yeah. is. I think trying to, trying to properly eke something out of that day where there's a storyline and, you know, you make people feel something again, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. So you, and you mentioned before about this year, obviously, you know, we've not had weddings really. Mm. Has that made you appreciate it more? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, undoubtedly. Um, I looked back through some of the slideshows that, um, be, just for new couples that are booking, just to send them little example slideshows and stuff. Um, and I was looking back through some and I was like, oh, I miss it. It's, yeah. it's actually, it is really enjoyable. And it's also nice because we've got Luna. Um, it's nice for us to have those days out where we don't have a five-year-old going can we do this can we do this and it's <laughs> nice actually that we have some time it's always time together isn't it even though we're working but it is mm, yeah it's uh, like i like that and i like that we do it together and i think the other thing and this this is entirely selfish from our point of view is that when you're kind of on an upwards trajectory with stuff and that means the business itself but also our work like because we're still relatively early in things um there's been a fairly marked improvement in the work that we do for the last kind of three or four years. Um, and to all of a sudden have that come to a halt is mm, a bit gushing. shit, really. Yeah, really yeah. gushing. This year was going to be, we were really looking forward to this year because it was going to be a big year for mm. us. We'd got some really cool weddings coming up and uh, it, we'd got a really full diary and, um, you know, money-wise it was going to be pretty good. <laughs> you know, like you said before, it's like it's a good industry to be in. So so for us, this year was a really exciting year. And then at start, when it was all kind of like the carpet was pulled out from underneath you, it was really gutting. Hmm. Yeah. But 
as everyone else has had to do. Yeah, you just you get, get, used, to you it, get used to it. Yeah. And- I think that's the thing, though. I've, I've talked on on here before about how it's it is the kind of industry where it can every so often you can feel a little bit jaded and maybe not appreciate it as much as other times. And I definitely feel after this year that I appreciate the job more and appreciate you know having the choice to do it a lot more. So going to try and talk myself out of getting of that jaded feeling when it when it creeps up but that's good that, it's good so topically i mean you talked about that upper project trajectory let's go trajectory that's quite <laughs> difficult to say um, uh, that you've been on the last few years because how, how long have you guys actually been like officially like wedding photo video team three, three and a half years something like that yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah not very long really at all and then obviously two, was it two years ago that you won Best Newcomer at the Wedding Industry Awards? Yeah, that was at the beginning of last year for the year before. Yeah, it was, yeah, 2018 award, wasn't it, I think? I don't even know, that's really bad. No, you won it in like in February, <laughs> no, January 2019, because we got no money because we oh, paid yeah. your tax bill. And so this you is and boring I, for other people listening now, Ben. Right, but I'm just dating it. <laughs> no, it's not. It's interesting because you found out that you won from Twitter, sat on, oh, yeah, sat on the sat sofa on the, doing nothing because oh, we couldn't afford to go to the bloody awards. Yeah. How is that not? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were sat at home. We've got no booze in the house at all because it was just the middle of the week. We couldn't afford to go to the ceremony. And then Ben went, by the way, you won. I was like, oh, no, I wish I was there. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a shame. But yeah. Well, good work on that. So just, just to talk about that was, that was obviously, um, that would have been a nice thing to win. It was. It was very unexpected as well. It was really nice. And I, But knowing you, the, the the small amount that I do, it, in a way, it kind of surprises me that you would go in for something like that, for the, for the kind of recognition side of it, because it doesn't seem like you're the kind of artist, photographer, whatever, that really cares all that much what other people think. So why do why do it? I can't see that impression. I'm just going to chime in here and say I thought exactly the same. No, just it, it seems like you've, you're quite comfortable with the way that with your approach, the way that you do it, and the kind of work that you make most of the time, and the, and things like that. <laughs> you mean stubborn? It sounds like you want to say stubborn. That was so loaded, Adam. Yeah, no, but just think things like that is is sometimes it, people go into it for the wrong kind of reasons. Is what I'm getting at. There are good. There are good and 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 valid reasons to go in for things like that but just you don't strike me as the kind of person that would go in for something like that so why why did you choose to i don't know i think question so i so i'll be totally honest here so i went in for it it was the first year that they were going to do the newcomer award um and i just really thought that we had a shot and i know what uh customers think when they see that badge if you have that on your website, it, and I think at the time as well, I was trying to like get into loads of blogs and stuff just to make it look like, even though we'd only been doing it for like a year and a bit, I wanted it to look like to potential customers who who do give a damn about that kind of thing, that we knew what we were talking about, even though we really didn't and still don't. Um, but <laughs> I think you want to say that bit out loud. But yeah, well, we don't. We <laughs> no, just, we don't. We really don't. don't. Um, nobody does. Nobody does. But but if you're a bride and they know jaff all about the whole thing, they go, oh, they were regional finalists for the whole of the country. And they and did. Literally yeah, they the literally after. did. It was mad. It was absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. So we won. And it wasn't even the day after. It was the day. Yeah, Do you remember? Night, yeah. We had, um, when they announced it on, on Twitter, we had like 
several inquiries like within the hour of people going oh I see you won and it was like what are you doing like up at night following the when we weren't doing it (laughs) yeah we weren't doing it and we were in for the award and yeah that was crazy the next day I fully hand on heart honestly did not expect a very big reaction immediately I thought it would help our business in the long run to have the badge on the website and people would kind of like generally kind of flock to the website and it might sway their, like persuade them a little bit if they saw that we'd won an award. But genuinely the day after the emails were crazy and I didn't think that that was going to happen. Obviously I've entered a lot of these things over the years. Like I think a good reason to enter them is for the good of your business and for marketing and to appeal to brides. And so you can charge a bit more money and all that kind of thing. And obviously the bad reasons is to, is to, be seen as the best and to put yourself on some kind of pedestal amongst your peers and all the, all the rest of it. So I think they're bad reasons. Yeah. I think it genuinely was that I thought the bride would see it and go, Ooh. I think it's worth mentioning that I was on her shoulder being profoundly cynical about it yeah, um, all the way through. And I, but for that night when people started getting in touch, I don't think I was massively uh, able to see the value of it. And there was some, and I was wrong, but um yeah, I think there was a balance from our end of one person that thought it was a good idea for the right reasons and yeah. and one who just wasn't into it at all. So, yeah. But it's good though. It's good. I mean, it's good. That yeah, it's good, yeah. If you, if you, if, coming at it from a point of obviously feeling really good about your own work at that, at that time and feeling really good about the your services that you were given and entering it for that, those reasons and then using it for marketing – to me is the perfect way to is the perfect reasons to enter it and the perfect way to use it. So correct answer. Well done. <laughs> if I had like a correct answer bell, that I feel like I would hit it right now. <laughs> Luna does the thing when she asks us a question and she just goes, correct. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of all the things that we've talked about why you do weddings and, and the things that you like about it. What do you not like about being involved in the wedding industry? Uh, I think it's a bizarre kind of feedback thing it, it is is different to most other artistic pursuits in that you don't tend to get uh constructive feedback of any form really very often or certainly i don't and very often it goes back to a bride and you don't hear a lot afterwards um it's just weird it's very very different to the way most other forms of photography or videography would exist in that you have other people that chime in as part of a team and you eventually have to make changes and all that sort of stuff um and in a sense, that's great because a lot of the time it's almost entirely off your own back. But also it's sometimes a bit strange and sometimes leaves a bit of a, a kind of void at the end of it when you don't hear a lot back is the only thing I would say. It's good. That's a positive negative. That's very different. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah? No, no. I, I think that applies more for, for videography. Yeah, possibly. I think, yeah, because I've done other stuff for like companies where you're expecting feedback and you're used to getting a, a proper loop of what's going on and all that sort of thing um i just think it's a it's a strange thing but mm. I, it's not ne- yeah like you said it's not necessarily a negative and yeah. for me i think it's definitely a thing though i think um while Elle's thinking Elle looks thoughtful Elle looks, looks like she's not thought of her answer yet so we'll carry on talking about <laughs> I, I have i just think i've um, got about 10 different things <laughs> oh, that right, i could right. say and i'm gonna like down. go through in my head and go which one is the most valuable thing to say <laughs> sure. right, we'll narrow it down while i give my opinion so okay. the, I think that it's a really easy industry to please your clients in. And that just to kind of, this follows on from what you're saying, Ben, is like it, your, the clients, with, in this case, bride and grooms, will always be happy with what we produce, really, on the whole, because we're, we are the professional image makers and filmmakers at their weddings, the only ones, and it's their weddings. So 
and I think we talked about this before a little bit, like I think they'll always be happy, but we can't be happy with just making them happy with that kind of baseline of making it just making the kind of product that just makes the bride and groom happy because then, you know, I don't, I don't personally believe we have to do all that much to just have happy clients. So I, but I agree with you and there's, and there's very, and it must help with you two, obviously being uh, together in that you're not, you don't blow smoke up each other's asses and you will tell each other what you, th- what you really think of each other's work. And they, you have got that kind of sounding board that a lot of people don't have that honest sounding board, maybe a little bit too honest at times, maybe. I think, no, I, I think I'd be lost without that. Genuinely. I think I give you more, feedback than you give me yeah i've got quite broad shoulders now <laughs> <laughs> like an armadillo um <laughs> you need it <laughs> yeah i think i'm but no I, I do think opinionated that's than you, um, maybe yeah maybe not more opinionated just maybe less able to bite your tongue yeah. less of a diplomat <laughs> well again I'm still, i still reckon of, of all the people i ask these kind of questions to i think you've given them the most positive negative answer but i reckon l has got gonna has got something good here so one what do you what do you, <laughs> you like about, about work? i love working with people i've always really liked working with people and i love different personalities but i think because i'm quite stubborn as we've already said i think sometimes i don't uh always like the way that uh maybe other people don't appreciate the process so people will try and barter with you about stuff we're still in quite the early stages of our business and so you've still got like we're still a bit like oh okay if you want a bit of a discount maybe we will do and i hate that i i want to be able to kind of have a business where people understand why it's the price that it is and so, but do you and do you think that is going to get worse as maybe professional photography is less appreciated as phones and things get better? I, I'm not convinced that the camera phone thing would affect people not choosing to have a photographer for their wedding. I agree. I'm only bringing it up to try and to have a conversation about it because I I heard a I had quite a good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's worked. Yeah, I, I I heard a really good saying once. I was I was at a talk, a uh, photographer called Patrick Larock, and he said because he he was like he was basically moaning about the fact that photographers moan about this stuff, like use it as an excuse of why their business is not going well or whatever. No, no, I don't agree. And he said everybody like the, the, the like the party line is well now everyone's got a camera like everyone's a photographer, and he said everyone's got a pencil but not, not everyone is a best selling author. And I thought that, that was oh, so right. poetic, isn't Very it? Very poetic, yeah. yeah. How good is that? But there's truth in it. There's definitely truth in it. And I just, yeah, I, I don't, just think, I don't as, think as photographers, videographers, whatever, we just have to get better at our craft so that it, so that it's less easy for those people to think they're able to do it with phones or, you know, yeah. all the rest of it. That's yeah. Cool. So the other day, um, we were having a conversation about um, wedding photography and, the, and its long-term value. Yeah. You remember this? I do. And I I threw in the line that 99% of wedding photography is disposable long-term. And you had a problem with me saying that. Yeah, I don't think it is. But, and the reason, and where I was coming from with that was that I think that over over time, couples' wedding photos boil down to that, you know, maybe that one or two pictures that end up in a frame in the house, and, or you know, maybe they've got one on the wall, or maybe even, you know, to to bring the figure down down from 99%. Maybe they've got like 50, 60, 70 in a, in a book or an album somewhere. I don't think, you know, we're handing over five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred pictures plus. I just, I genuinely don't think that, that 
that, that a lot of those will stand the test of time beyond those those handful. So that was that was where my ninety nine percent. And you had a major issue with that the other day because I think because you don't believe it, believe that, do you? I tend to agree with Adam is that it will distill itself down to four or five physical things, potentially even five, sixty what? in a four or five. <laughs> you hate this. But this is the point. Yeah. This is the point I'm asking you because you hate this idea, don't you? Because so, yeah. so part of part of it, what goes into the into it is, and part of the conversation we were having is that a lot of photographers and me included, and a lot of people, a lot of the pictures we take are just for a, just for our own amusement. You know, the the types of pictures we take at weddings and the approach that we have and the compositions that we choose and the way we choose to use light and what and the way we choose to edit and all this kind of stuff is, it's just for our own amusement and it kind of goes back to what ben was saying earlier in that we've got a very weird job in that we're we're paid and and hired well well before we've made a product and then Mm -hmm. most of the day you you can do whatever you want and and we were kind of talking about people who make the work that's that's in in some ways and you didn't say this word but i'm gonna throw it out there in some ways selfish you know like it's it's kind of selfish photography and it's not really for the couple it's just because we like making pictures and we like making videos or whatever so those, to me, those pictures will will stand the test of time, but not for the couple, if that makes any sense. It'll stand the test of time for me me as an artist, me as a photographer. Yeah. Um, but but not so much for the couple, who I think will will it boil down to maybe in a lot of cases one photo in a frame. No, absolutely <laughs> no. I <laughs> rubbish, complete rubbish. So you're telling me that in fifty years' time, your couples won't get out their wedding album or. Uh, look through their prints or their digital whatever and they won't in 50 years time they won't absolutely love to reminisce about what people are wearing what their hair is like uh how young they look what you know if there's babies there that are now adults they won't be like oh look at jeremy you know as a baby i don't know <laughs> it's personal terrible terrible kids <laughs> jeremy Christ. don't know anybody called jeremy um and also Weirdly, like things that have gone out of fashion will also then be more interesting later on. But because we photographed them, that's the interesting part of it. So it doesn't matter if they've gone out of fashion because it's interesting to look back and it it will still be a reflection of the time that you took the pictures. And it doesn't matter if it's not timeless because it's a reflection of when they got married. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And I agree with you in a lot of ways. I think I think we as as image makers will be more interested in those things long term than our couples who who aren't really photography appreciators. I, I don't. I'm not think. talking about things that have gone out of fashion in terms of photo style. I'm talking about things that have gone out of fashion in terms of yeah. in yeah. terms of fashion and in terms yeah. of like the way that they've decorated their wedding, like their their favors or their I don't know the church program or whatever. If you've got if you've got photographic evidence of all those things and they can look back and they can go, Oh shit, forgot that we even did that. Like, I think those will be valuable. Maybe not, maybe not in a way that they would frame them or they would give them out. But even for a fleeting second, that person might look back at them and go like, Oh shit, we gave out bubbles for our favors. How crap was that? And like, (laughs) but there might be a conversation one evening when they're 60 years old and they're sat together and they'll go, Oh, look at that. And and those things will bring back nice memories for people. And I think that is still valuable. Even if it's for one evening, I think that's value. And I'm happy to be convinced of, uh, uh, away from my 99% figure, which was pro- maybe a little bit harsh. Do you think- On that, 
very yeah. quickly yeah. on that, I do think that there is a culture within the industry where people feel forced to give back hundreds of images because we do everything digitally. So I do agree with you that I think a lot of those images, like I will look back through some albums and I'll be like, I swear I've got like four of the same picture there, just like from a slightly different angle. But it, it's almost like you feel as though you have to make it up to that six, seven, eight hundred or whatever you give back. And, uh, and yeah, no, I do agree that a lot of those are duplicates and not needed. Where is that from? Like, how long have you been shooting? Sorry, Adam, I don't know exactly years, how long. Ten years, dude. Okay, so has that that kind of given 600 plus back been there for the last 10 years? Yeah. Because I... I, th- I think it got uh, worse about five years ago. It's, yeah. weird. it's very, very high. I, I you can't think get away it, from it, can you? You can't get away from it if that's what everybody's doing. And you, yeah. There's no real way to say well, I'm only going to give you a hundred, even though that person's saying they're going to give you 600 to a... Yeah. yeah. And, and it comes down, that comes literally down to a customer seeing the value in um, a numerical, you know, an amount of images, quantity over quality effectively, which is bizarre, really. Yeah. Um, so I'm you, sure happens because logic doesn't always win through in these things. So you're now saying that if you can say that you give like, oh, we give 700 images plus and we charge this much money, you're then saying that the, the customer will be like, oh, they give loads of images and they're expensive, therefore they must be amazing. Well, I'm also saying that if you said, <clears throat> we'll only give you 100 back because we're super cool and arty-farty and that you only need 100 images and really we're telling you... lower you your client images, base. Yeah, and you were still charging the same amount as some other person. Yeah. Why, why would they? Why would they? You, why would you know? they? Yeah. I mean, I found, I, I, one thing I've found over that over the years and you know charging a little bit more and and all the rest of it is that i don't i don't ever get really asked i don't say how many images i provide and i don't ever really get asked how many images i'm going to provide either so yeah, we do so, i get asked that a lot well, let me let, let me rewind a tiny bit so just back to the whole like pictures that will be valuable in i know you said 50 years but let's go 20 yeah how how do you how important do you think it is to that we provide clients with printed stuff because whenever you were using examples there you were making hand gestures and talking about them like flicking through like they're not going to get a usb drive out or or go to the shoot proof website in 50 years are they and and flick through so how important is it that i'm obviously talking photos not video it's hard to print a video i so believe but like how (laughs) important is it that we print that we give people printed stuff so never done it it's ironic because we don't (laughs) um but yeah no i i I'm doing this with my hands as if I'm flicking through a book because that's what I do with my parents' wedding album, which I love looking at. Um, and I like I do think that that is a nice thing to do. And my like as children, we had bo- like shoe boxes full of holiday pictures and birthday parties and blah like all sorts, blah blah blah. My dad was always taking photographs, so we've got tons of shoe boxes, haven't we, at my parents' house? And we used to sit on the floor and just get them all out and look at them because we loved it. So I, that for me is valuable. And we used to absorb everything and love it. So I do think, yeah, it is important for printed pictures. And if we got married, I would want them in a book. Like I would want them printed. I'd love to see a, a massive shift in it all over towards printed stuff because, yeah, I think you would inherently pick the most the the most valuable 50 or 60 photos because of cost and everything else. And I think you would distill a wedding down to its finest points by doing that probably mm. because, you know, you give someone 700 images back and it's, it's a little bit, it's not quite the same, but it's a little bit like the current thing where people are choosing to get married 
even though they can only have 30 guests because they are forced to decide what exactly is valuable to them to do with their wedding. <clears throat> and so, you know, if they choose to get married, they know they've got a set of things that they can and can't do. And I think the same sort of thing applies to the print stuff in that it it distills it down to what are the most valuable images. And it would be amazing to see what different clients pick because I know that you so often are kind of heavily invested in a set of pictures and then they'll tell you what their favorite yeah, yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're totally, just different, all. totally yeah. different all the time. And I imagine that happens with you as well. We do give um, our we do give our clients a hundred prints. So I'll always print a hundred for them and put them in uh the box that we give people at the end. Um and that's nice and I like doing that. But and I have seen some people have put those in sort of like cute little frames and stuff around their houses and I love that but when I see people using them it's like (sighs) gives me a nice little buzz um but yeah no one's ever asked even though we always offer an album no one's ever asked and we don't really push it in fairness that is something that we need to do what I do think is if if you're as as passionate as you are about the people's long-term enjoyment of of their pictures you would find it very easy to sell albums if you if you if you start yeah yeah it's true I, I genuinely haven't tried like I, it's not something that I have forced myself to do and it's only since really the latter part of last year when I started getting more into the nine dot stuff and watching videos and hearing you guys talk about things I was like oh that is actually something I could probably push and then obviously this year has not really happened no um but yeah well I think that's it's, my point kind of is that it's only the ones that we give them in hard copy that they're gonna that are gonna hang around people in my experience people don't tend to print their own pictures yeah maybe yeah, yeah. so that's just a th- anyway food for thought good bit of good bit of food for <laughs> thanks yeah. i'm gonna go go away from this and, and be like i need to make more album sales right. one album sale one i've never done one the first one <laughs> well, i think i had one last question now before we go and it's it's potentially quite a big one and i think maybe i prepped you for it i can't remember so obviously 2020 has been a bit of a write-off. If somebody told you in like 2017, let's say, let's pull, let's pull a year out of thin air, that this was going to happen in 2020, what what changes would you have made in, I mean, it, you can stick to photography and business, or if you want to if you want to go deep and meaningful, you can talk about life, but what, what would you have done differently? Well, stocks in Zoom and face masks for a start. Yeah, I would, in terms of our business, so we have... Um, the way that we used to work it when we first started was that we would literally have like an Excel spreadsheet with all of our clients on and kind of just work it that way. And it was very much like reliant on my own brain. And I was literally waiting for something to go wrong. And every single time we'd have a wedding coming up, I'd be like, have they paid? Have they done this? You know, like, have I sent them everything? And it was just relying on myself. So what I would have said was, Knowing that we've had so much admin stuff going on in 2020 in terms of like moving people over and stuff, I would have made sure that I'd got like Studio Ninja or a studio management software down and understood it before this year because we've had to learn that this year. And it's actually, although I'd heard people talk about it before and I'd kind of gone, yeah, you're making it more complicated than it needs to be. And it doesn't, you don't really need that for your business. And yeah, we're fine with an Excel spreadsheet. It's actually really good. And I'm, I wish that we'd had it before. <laughs> um, I would definitely tell myself before 2020, you should probably nail this. I would still tell you that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making out like you do all the back rooms. No, you do. I know you do. <laughs> but, but I, I would say, 
Ben needs to learn the twenty the, the studio yeah. stuff before twenty twenty. Um, yeah, and in terms of life, I don't know if there's anything that we could have done to prepare ourselves for I, it in any way, shape, or form. I can't think of a single industry that has felt like it was kind of buttressed enough to have dealt with this. Um, and, and there's no fat on the system for this sort of thing. Like margins are too slim and everything else. And, you know, I, I just don't think anything's built for this. So I'm not sure there's much that you could do, even knowing that it was coming, really. Yeah, um, I don't, yeah, I really like in terms of life. So in terms of business, I would have been more organized yeah. in general because we're just terribly organized everything. Mm. But, but in terms of life, I like, I just don't know. You kind of, you can't, oh, other than, other than just stopped my house from like, from the bottom floor to the top floor with kids' craft stuff. Oh, I thought you were going to say bog roll just for that couple of weeks where it was. Oh, yeah, bad. that was, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Um, not that we were, we, we were fine, by oh, the way. Oh, we didn't have like bowel issues. <laughs> I just meant when there, was no, when there was no loo roll available. Um, no, but I mean, like, just stocked our house for stuff to look for Luna to do yeah. so that we weren't just thinking on the spot for stuff I, to do. Yeah, I suppose from a business point of view, it would have been lovely to have been able to pivot very quickly to something like, uh, I don't know, doing animations in-house. And, yeah. Like, we've got a little mini studio in the house and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But I even then, if even if you were set up to do various at-home things for businesses for their marketing, a lot of businesses just weren't ready for it anyway. So even that whole process of them undertaking it would have been nigh and impossible because half of their marketing team was furloughed anyway. So, you know, I... <laughs> I sort of feel like the supply and demand chain is all a massive fuck up anyway. But do you think just to, before we finish, do you think it's a, it's obviously I th- what I think looking back is that we all thought all of us are involved in the wedding industry. And most people that I know who are involved in the wedding industry are in, are in, in, in the, that industry exclusively. Like they just do weddings, you know, whether it's photography, video, singers, whatever caterers, all, all these people, have chosen to just be wedding specialists yeah. of that thing because we all thought it was an invincible industry. Yeah. So nobody is yeah. Re- nobody really has diverse businesses because we were just like, well, weddings is loads of money in it and it's never going to, it's always going to be there. Yeah. And so nobody had any diversity to their business because of that. And I, that's what I would change. That's what I'd go back and change is just have the business with where my eggs are not all in one basket. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is a fair point. Um, I can literally remember saying, to my parents well there's always going to be weddings yeah like ev- everyone's all, like people are always going to want to get married in some capacity so yeah no absolutely that's totally valid yeah pandemics were a fictional thing as far as i was concerned good times it's been lovely to speak to you good about- times <laughs> good times yeah, good pandemic pandemic times yeah <laughs> and thanks for being honest about your opinions about stuff and um and chatting with me and uh good luck with everything and thanks you too see you around ciao thanks again to the brilliant elco and ben winnington of winnington and co to see more of their work head over to winningtonco.com or search them up on instagram you can listen to previous episodes of the dotcast anywhere you normally listen to podcasts and to find out more about nine dots or to become a member and support our cause for a more community-led industry head over to nine-dots.co see you on the next one